good day, isn't it, boy? <laughs> Wife in Wanker County visiting the relatives. And old dad here waiting for his favorite dessert in the history of the world. Yep, cherry cheesecake from the famous Chuck's Cheese Bowl. <laughs> Can you feel the excitement, boy? Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. What's up, everyone? My name is Hair Al. I'm getting my cheese goggles on. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> I'm Jamie. I got to my own teeth. Well, this is a lot better than getting gassed at the pound. <laughs> is it? Is it really, Dan? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not by much. <laughs> <laughs> we are reviewing Look Who's Barking, Season 5, Episode 14. Can you imagine? We're already on Episode 14 of Season 5. Original air date, February 10th, 1991. Director Jerry Cohen, writer Catherine Green. Buck the dog, fed up with the Bundy's neglect, decides to leave home and venture out into the world. Now, I was uh, cringing when I started this episode because I remember Dan pointing it out as as <laughs> this is the one he didn't like. So we'll see if Dan came around that now that he's in this new mindset of um, being... The guy on the Marrow Children podcast and reviewing things differently. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting. So, oh, yeah. special guest stars Brian George as chef, Rodney Kagnangama as owner, Court Falkenberg as Hans, and BB King as street singer. We will get into all that. Of course, the title of this episode is a reference to the 1989 film Look Who's Talking, which, if you've never seen it, is a really funny movie. Wasn't there, like, a bunch of sequels, like, Look Who's Talking Now, Look, Look Who's, who's talking, talking To, to Yes. Uh, Look Who's Talking Also. <laughs> Look Who's Talking Again. Look Who's, Look who's talking Still Talking. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Look Who Won't Shut the Hell Up. <laughs> I Know You Talked Last Summer. <laughs> yes. With this episode, it was... Um, it was actually produced before the Godfather episode, but aired after. And they've done that before. Also, don't really know why Peg wasn't there. Uh, there, that, she is noticeably absent. Yeah, and that, uh, there, right. That that really threw me off. To be honest with you, I was like, "What is going on here?" Mm. Yeah, there is speculation that that was around the time that she had Katie Seagal had her first miscarriage, and that that might be why she was absent. But uh, I don't really know for sure. That's just a rumor. Right. Yeah, well, if it's true, that it would become an ongoing, her whole entire pregnancy and issues with it and even successful pregnancies will be an ongoing, it'll shift things and change things within the show. Let's talk about Buck uh, before we even get into it because this this voice thing. Nah, Dave isn't here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about the time I met him, right? Cheech Marin, no. Yeah, I saw him at a celebrity golf tournament. I tried to smoke weed with him, but he wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about this whole – the difference with uh, – because Kevin Coran was the voice of Buck, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, well, there's this is the first of three episodes during the show's run where his voice is played by Cheech Marin. David Faustino would later appear on his show Nash Nash Bridges. Right, uh, right. Two times, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure why they went without Kevin Cran. Maybe they just said, well, it's so weird because Kevin Cran has the perfect voice for Buck and perfect delivery, like that, right. that, that dry delivery. Um, I got to say, I don't like Buck's personality in this episode at all. I don't find him charming or funny or cool or anything like that. For some reason, I just don't. And I, I, I hate the delivery uh, of Cheech Marin as Buck Bundy. I really just don't like it. I'm not saying it really affected my feeling on the episode as a whole, but I got to say, I don't enjoy any of it. Mm, wow. Is that weird? That is weird, yeah. Well, I think that's probably because you're so used to the other one, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it was because he talked so much in this episode that they decided to get someone else. Yeah, right. And Kevin Cran's delivery is more for one-liners. I don't mind it. I mean, I don't I don't have an issue with it. I mean, Cheech Marin is unmistakably Cheech Marin, that's for right. sure. Right. Well, you you know what's crazy about it, Alex? Uh, with especially in relation to what you said earlier, um, I actually dug it. Hmm. I actually dug it, and like you said, like this is the episode that I do remember that I did not like at all. <laughs> you didn't like it, no. And I was like, oh boy, here we go with a two point five. No, it's it's actually the opposite. I kind of love this episode, but we'll get into that later. All right. He's obviously the famous guy from Cheech and Chong, basically two potheads. Big, big stuff in the 70s, 80s. Their biggest movie is Up in Smoke. Uh, Cheech Marin's known for Born in East L.A. in 87. Tin Cup. <laughs> I remember having Tin Cup. That's hilarious. Yep. And Dusk Till Dawn. There, He's also in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's a really famous guy. More successful than his counterpart. Tommy Chong had more legal troubles than anything. I would kind of disagree, though. Uh, Tommy Chong is now revered as, first of all, like the bigger pothead. And you're right, with his legal troubles and his little stint on that 70s show. I don't know. I think that they're both uh, pretty equal, to be perfectly honest with you. I did did think, though, for a long time, Cheech had the upper hand. But uh, I feel like Tommy Chong in the later years, even till now, came came back strong. But they still have nothing unlike Willie Nelson or Snoop Dogg. Oh, <laughs> uh, no thanks, boy. I'm not hungry. <laughs> Feed me, you big rumple shoe salesman. <laughs> yep. Quite a day, isn't it, boy? Wife in Wanker County visiting the relatives. And old dad here waiting for his favorite dessert in the history of the world. Yep, cherry cheesecake. From the famous Chuck's Cheese Bowl. <laughs> Can you feel the excitement, boy? Feed me. <laughs> no breakfast for me today. I want the first taste in my mouth to be cherry cheesecake. Yeah, you wouldn't want that first taste to be toothpaste or anything. <laughs> cherry cheesecake is Al's entire <laughs> focus of this episode. Oh, bud. I'm going to work. Listen, there's uh, something I need you to do, but I can't think of... Dog, feed the dog, feed the dog. Oh, yeah. Feed the dog. Yes! <laughs> you want some food, boy? Well, gee, if you're done sifting through your Playboys. <laughs> Let's just see what's in this stuff, huh? 
Mm. Beef byproducts, chicken byproducts, cornmeal. <laughs> hey, hey, stop that! Oh, he's getting germs all over it. Now it's ruined. Uh, Bud decides to start eating some dog food because all that food, as Dan pointed out last week, in the closet from the Godfather episode, that is all consumed, I suppose. <laughs> He's resorted to eating dog food within a week. Yeah, one week. Yeah. So um, Kelly is like immediately judging Bud and immediately eating the food right along with him. Well, you sleep with him, you might as well eat like him. <laughs> I, I wasn't eating anything. I, I just thought I, I heard something. Can the malarkey. Share. Well, would you look at this? This is a lot better than getting gassed at the pound. Listen, Cal. I'm going to play some soccer. How, how, what a bummer was it when Bud says, okay, I'm going to go play soccer. Like, it's like, oh, God, don't tell me I don't remember that Bud is some soccer kid. <laughs> right. Yeah, which we highlighted in the last episode. Yeah, and yeah, right. So now it's two weeks. No, uh, no, the week uh, before week that. Before, but... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yep, yep. But then again, uh, this was filmed right after that one. Right, right. It would have been back to back, right. Yeah, I played soccer when I was Bud's age, that exact age, and and I still don't like that he plays soccer. <laughs> <laughs> did you like did you like playing soccer? Uh, I guess the only amazing thing I've ever done in soccer, the first game I ever played, the first official game, you know, you practice for a long time, then you start playing real games. So, I'm at the other end by our goalie for whatever reason. The the ball get, gets kicked far. It ends up to their goalie somehow while we're still on the other side. The Their goalie throws the ball all the way down the field. And this is like an indoor soccer game, so it's like the length of a basketball court. He throws it all the way towards our goalie. It comes towards me. I hit it with my head. <laughs> it goes all the way back towards him, and he misses the catch, and it goes into the goal and scores. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like my big moment in sports history. <laughs> that's that that's my four touchdowns in one game. You guys remember the big green with the kid from the Sandlot? I remember Ladybugs. Yeah, that was a big <laughs> one too. Yeah, where Ronnie Dangerfield and Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> yeah, soccer movies never really went over well, did they? No, not with me. I can't stand soccer. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But see, that was all after my time anyway. When when I was growing up. Soccer wasn't the thing um, as far as like what kids did. They played baseball and football, right. you know, right. like right. peewee league and little league. And soccer was kind of like, you know, the whole soccer mom thing right. was when <laughs> I was already past that age. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, dad told me to tell you to feed the dog. Oh, no, not the girl. <laughs> What was I supposed to do? I'm dead. Let's see. I woke up, so that's not it. I showered, brushed, dressed, 
came home. <laughs> well, my job's done. I guess it's time to go to the mall. Bye, boy. Well, when the going gets tough, the tough drink out of the toilet. <laughs> He drinks out of the toilet instead of just climbing up on the table and eating out of the bag like he did already right. with Al's ribs. Remember when Peg says, I got you some ribs, and Al turns and looks at the table and Buck is eating out of the, the foam thing or whatever, like, and the paper bag? Buck could do it when it's Al's food, but when it's his own food, he he can't think to jump on the table and eat out of the bag? Right. And he does it with Al's burger, too, in one episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, I love that line, though, when he's like, Kelly, feed the dog. And he's like, not the girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's so easily distracted. Well, I got up, so that's not it. Yeah, yeah, I got up. It's great that to remember to get up. Can you imagine having to commit that to memory? Like, well, I'm just, should I lay in bed all day? Oh, wait, no, I have to get up, I think. Right. <laughs> Buck wanders into the streets of Chicago. Have you guys ever actually done... Because I've done exactly what Buck did. I've wandered the streets of Chicago in 2015. It was a uh, it was a wedding gift from my best man. To what? Recreate Buck? Buck yeah. <laughs> and beg for meatballs. No, to, to, uh, to go to Chicago, uh, to go to the Soldier Field, the Chicago Bears Stadium, and watch the Bears versus the Packers, which is his favorite team. So I've I've been able to wander the streets of Chicago, and I gotta say, it was one of the best times I've ever had. I love Chicago. Have you guys ever been there? And I have never been to Chicago, and I'm even though I'm only about five hours away right now, never been. I, I've heard nothing but wonderful things about Chicago, and I've always wanted to go. Yeah, and guess what? I'm so I don't even ask me how I forgot to do this, but I forgot to vi- to visit the fountain where the water kicks oh, on in the beginning no. of every episode. Oh, what? Could you believe that? It didn't even occur to me, and apparently I wasn't far away. It's like I don't even know you. I might have seen it accidentally. <laughs> that doesn't count. That would have been a perfect photo opportunity. Oh, so stupid. And I drove 13 hours to get there. Oh, my. How dare you, sir? I don't know, man. That's like coming to Boston to go to the Cheers bar and not coming to see me. (laughs) I was born in a junkyard, a child of the streets. My dinner was cats and garbage and other tasty treats. Police chased and caught me. In the pound alone, the bondage came and got me. Didn't even bring a bone. out here. I ain't talking jive. I'll eat anything, even if it's alive. Don't want no fax machine. Got no use for phone. Don't even want my belly rub. Just give me a bloodstained bone Starving out here, mama Got no food to call my own You better watch your wives and children I'm out here prowling for a bone There's a guy singing about eating and he's playing guitar like a street corner bum. Oh yeah, who's that? Um, I looked up his name. 
it doesn't really say his name. It just says B B King. Oh, like Burger King? Like Grimace from the last episode? Right. <laughs> his name in the episode is Street Singer. <laughs> so I don't really know what he's famous for. It says he was a musician of sorts. Hmm. So that makes sense with him playing the guitar here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he looked he looked good though, man. He he was jamming too, you know. Because you th- you think of BB uh, King obviously from the older generation, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was ripping it in ninety ninety one. Yeah, he was uh, born September sixteenth, nineteen twenty five, in Mississippi. That's my birthday. Yes, not the nineteen twenty five part. <laughs> yeah. And uh, rest in peace, brother. Uh, May 14th, 2015, he unfortunately passed away while in Las Vegas. I feel like he something happened to Lucille during Hurricane either Katrina. I feel like Lucille got destroyed or lost. Well, who, who that was? She was his guitar. I, I like Negan's bat? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it sounded great. It was uh, it look. It looked and sounded live, like he just. Pr- and I don't think he would do it any other way. So they probably set everything up so it sounded proper. You know, with that little uh, amp next to him and stuff, all live. He, he has eighteen credits uh, for acting, but of course. But I just want to say that because we're doing a TV sitcom. Um, he was in uh, Soul Train, Spies Like Us, The Cosby Show. He was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, he was. Yep. Touched by an angel, cow and chicken. <laughs> Obviously, he's more famous for his music. And uh, his top five songs voted by people who must know are um, from five to one. Rock Me Baby, Blues Boys Tune, When Love Comes to Town, Every Day I Have the Blues. And his best song apparently is The Thrill is Gone. Yes. I first heard of him, sadly enough, in the song called uh, Standing Outside a Broken Phone Booth with Money in My Hand by a band called Primitive Radio Gods. And basically, it's just they use a sample of him in the song, but it's so cool, that, and it's the best part of the song. Mm-hmm. That And the whole song's pretty chill, but it's, it's such a, it adds so much, it's so perfect, that you just had to know who this was. And then that's how I discovered uh, him. So nice. that was pretty cool in my childhood, yeah. Sit outside, all About God we've never seen But never fails to side Sunday comes and all the papers say
So, uh, yeah, his the lyrics are all great. What he sings, it's always uh, pertinent to what we're watching. So here's a little bit of that. Got no food to call my own. You better watch your wives and children. I'm out here prowling for a bone. So Buck barks in the back of the Italian restaurant for food. Hey, the little tramp. I bet you're hungry. No, I just like kissing foreign butt. <laughs> How about some meatball, yes? Meatballs? Meatballs would be very nice, sir. Do not feed the dog. It's the boss. Shh. I'm trying to run Italian restaurant here. That's tomorrow's special. Uh, the restaurant in the alley that Buck stops at has a sign by the door that says homemade pizza. That sign would later appear in season eight episode Scared Single next to a pizza restaurant inside the New Market Mall. I want to meet the person who first pointed that out. They were like, I recognize that sign from the from the Buck episode. Like, who, who would make that connection? You know, I was kind of wondering that myself. <laughs> I didn't want to say nothing. It was you, Hot Tyler. We, we see you. <laughs> uh, so uh, you heard that guy say something about Lady and the Tramp or whatever, the guy who threw the meatball. So this is like a loose parody of Lady and the Tramp. That's a 1955 cartoon movie from Disney. And uh, Lady was voiced by Barbara Luddy and the Tramp was voiced by Larry Roberts. So this is sort of a whole loose, you know, Lady and the Tramp kind of thing going on with Buck and this white bitch. A suicidal dog. And uh, compliments the bitch's legs. All four of them. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's okay, Dan. Uh, she is a bitch. I, another example of uh, them pushing the envelope. I did not expect them to go there. It's pretty funny. Whoa, mama. <laughs> Look at the two pair of legs on this bitch. <laughs> hey, baby. Did you get the message I left for you on the hydrant down the street? Oh, God, not another jerk. <laughs> Look, I have no time. I'm getting ready to run into traffic and kill myself. Whoa, heavy. <laughs> hey, uh, you want to give me a little something first? <laughs> you know, that way you can die with a wag on your tail. I'd rather live. Aren't you even going to ask me why I'm going to kill myself? Uh, my luck. I get the one who wants to talk. <laughs> okay, baby. What's the problem? No one loves me. I have no family. It's tough out here on the street. Uh, yes, yeah, too bad. Hey, listen. Uh, you got a little piece of lint on your back. Uh, want me to get that for you? <laughs> I'd rather give it up to Garfield. It, I, the reason I like Buck's personality is because... He's supposed to be like this dry deliverer of uh, insult. I, th I feel like he's trying to be cool here, and it's like, but that's not you. Right. 
You know, I mean, I'm sure I'm looking too far into this I dog. I hate when my pets try to be cooler than they are. <laughs> right, like right. when your cat walks around in sunglasses and a leather jacket. It's like, <laughs> dude, take the cigarette out Worst. of your mouth and, and just, yeah. Compared to like Cheech Marin's uh, little monologue in the beginning of From Dust Till Dawn, this is nothing. <laughs> this is pretty, pretty tamed <laughs> compared to that. And no, we're not going to play that right now because we can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. In the new Married with Children, they'll have a new book, Chasing Cats, and he'll be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> See? You get it. Oh, baby, look, uh, I know what you're thinking, uh, but I'm no street trash. I got me a crib in the burbs, you know? <laughs> Two bathrooms, one in the front yard, one in the back. <laughs> Come on, check it out. Hmm, well, all right. But keep it holstered, Okay. <laughs> Hey, you got it, baby. <laughs> mm, must be jelly, because jam don't shake like that. <laughs> it must be jelly, because jam don't shake like that. Like, all I can think about is the beginning of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. What's the difference between jam and jelly? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> but we won't go there. What a tasteless joke. Daddy, aren't you going to eat your burger? No. I shall not soil my palate until my cheesecake has arrived. Uh, Can Dad's life be so empty that a piece of cheesecake is this important? Is this your first day here? It's my cheesecake! What the hell is this? Ah, look! Buck brought home a little girlfriend! No more of Dad's shoe for you, huh, big boy? <laughs> no, from now on, they're both yours. You know, not to get too into masturbation or anything, but... <laughs> have you ever pondered using a shoe? <laughs> never. That was odd, to say the least, but no. Never heard of that one before. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should try it. <laughs> on a, a lonely Friday night. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's something I don't know, you know? <laughs> right. Al gets his cheesecake delivered by Jefferson and Marcy. It's here? It's here. <laughs> well, we're back. Yeah, we got it. You wouldn't believe the trouble. <laughs> honeymoon short so that we could make a two-day trek through the dark side of wisconsin's cheese country living off cheese wine nibbling on cheese bread having to make cheap cheese love and we almost got lost a thousand times well that's why i sent peg with you as a guide yeah thanks so much for sending your wife on our honeymoon without her playing pinochle with us every night we don't know what we would have done She's been begging for a second honeymoon for years, so I figured, better you than me. They are going out of their way for a guy. Well, Jefferson doesn't hate Al, but Marcy does. Right. Definitely out of their way for this. Jefferson should hate Al at this point, even already. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He should, but he's such an easygoing guy. Yeah, it's... I wish I had friends like that, man. <laughs> then I could actually have a relationship that lasts longer than three months with somebody. <laughs> After three months, they get the gist of me, and that's about it. <laughs> Peg went on... I don't know if I like all this. Peg went on their honeymoon with them? 
And their honeymoon was at Wanker County with Peg. To... Well, that's all they could afford, I'm sure, after Al and Peg did their wedding. Yeah, they still got Jefferson's $40, so maybe that was enough to get there. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. I don't know what that is, that whole thing. Um... Kids, here we go. Yow! Jeez, there must be a dead man in there. <laughs> ah, boy, you know, there's no mistake in real cheese. And you know, pumpkin, they aged this cheese six months. Where, on the belly of a bear? <sighs> <laughs> Let's do it. <sighs> <laughs> so Al boasts that the cheese was aged six months. Now, I, I've been reading a lot of this aged steak, aged cheese mm-hmm. and i wonder why is this good well it turns out cheeses labeled aged have a sharp intense taste that adds punch and sophistication to the dish you may <laughs> also find a strong flavor of aged cheese means that you're satisfied with less of it so cheddar cheese is aged for a minimum of nine months and up to five or six years but I guess if you're like a an owl, you know, seems to be, you know, I don't want the burger messing with my palate. So I guess it does matter to some people. But I've never been a, that enthusiastic about food where I care about things like that, you know. I have never heard of smelly cheesecake. Right. Right. Yeah. What was that? There's a cheese that smells. It's called a... Uh... Limburger? <sighs> Limburger. Yeah. Right. And there's a at funny Abbott and Costello bit. You ever see that one yeah. with the Lindbergh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something that people don't do. They used to – TV shows used to do Lindbergh cheese gags all the time. Right. But nobody nobody does that anymore in cartoons and – Yeah, nobody does that anymore. Nobody does those jokes anymore. But yeah, Lindbergh cheese is notoriously smelly. I don't honestly like the smell of a lot of cheeses. Like I don't like the smell of Parmesan. I think it smells like vomit. I don't like the smell – of feta i think it smells like an infection i don't like <laughs> all right jamie you're, you're like ruining a lot of my favorite dishes Can you just stop talking <laughs> um and blue cheese i can't even get it you can taste the mold in blue cheese okay oh, all right so. all right let's move on um, <laughs> no but honestly i'm such a non-connoisseur of of food that i've actually walked into a restaurant and said give me your freshest bottle of wine so i have no idea Somebody the other day um, was they're like I'll have a you know a cab or a, or Merlot uh, which whichever one was most recently opened. I'm like, oh. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. <laughs> this is a horrible hoax. This isn't an authentic Chuck Cheese Bowl cherry cheesecake. You went to the wrong place. I don't think there are a lot of Chuck's Cheese Bowls in Toulouse, Wisconsin. Just a belch and a holler from Wanker County. Where we met so many nice people who said wise things like, I got my own teeth. Yeah, and uh, I trade you my sister for your Bic lighter. <laughs> oh, yes, we had such a great time. We must show you the slides of me getting fondled at the gas station by something that was half man, half owl. <laughs> Dad, they met Cousin Hootie. You guys are big Hootie and the Blowfish fans, oh, but, do you know cousin, but do you know Cousin Hootie? <laughs> yeah, well, apparently he's a cross around. between a man and an owl. 
I would love to see a half man, half owl who fondles women. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why those eyes are so wide. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we saved the receipt so you could repay us. All right, I got the money out in the car. Good. Thirty-four ninety-five. Right. We'll make it a nice even thirty-five dollars for your trouble. Okay. Thanks a lot. And they they thank him. You know, it's a really good thing, a nice thing to do. And as they walk out the <laughs> After door, Al just like, took all that money from them from their wedding. <laughs> I love how they thank Al because he's going to up at a whole nickel for their trouble. $34.95, I'll make it an even 35 and we're supposed to thank you for that? Like I'd really pay for the wrong cheesecake. <laughs> or the right one. That door slam, though, was one of the funniest ones ever. <laughs> and they both look through the window afterwards. Full <laughs> ass, like I was dying at that moment. Yeah, Al insists this is the wrong cheesecake, although we saw the box, and it did say that it was from Chuck's Cheese Bowl, but somehow it's still wrong, so we have to figure out why that is. Chester Cheeto. <laughs> Chester Cheeto. It turns out chef the chef moved to Chitty Chitty Cheese Bang <laughs> in Wisconsin. <laughs> I love you. Well, if this is Chuck's Cheese Bowl, you should know what his name is. He was your chef for 24 years. <laughs> no, I'm not the IRS. <laughs> chitty, chitty, cheese bang. <laughs> Wisconsin. Thanks. I don't care if he was a war criminal. You had no right to let him go. <laughs> well, he made the best cherry cheesecake in the free world. <laughs> Just tell me where he went. Hans? Oh, it's you, Peg. Oh, you miss me? Yeah, who cares? I'm busy, all right? Listen, you French moron! We saved your cowardly wine-soaked behinds in the war! In wars! Every stinking war you've ever been in! Now you tell me where you're hiding, Hans, before I... Hello? Well, they really are rude to Americans! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Kelly! Kelly! <laughs> I did it! I did it! I found my cheesecake! You're doubting me, but I was right. There was something wrong with that cheesecake. See, it was the right place, but the wrong chef. The chef that made my cherry cheesecake left Chuck's Cheese Bowl. Daddy, you're spitting on me. <laughs> you can't tell me you're not proud of your old dad, because I trailed Hans all over Europe until I finally found him in Germany. See, he had gone there to die. But he promised to ship me one of his cheesecakes if I saved it as a testimonial to his greatness. And I agreed, but I'm really going to eat it. <laughs> hey, guys, watch. This dog can do tricks. Sit. Foot. Speak. Hey, yeah, I can do all that stuff. Ask me something. Go ahead. Ask me. Buck. Somersault. Say what? <laughs> Gee, why don't you just ask me to drive a car? <laughs> hey, you want a paw? I can do that. Look, here. Here's my paw. Look how stupid Buck is. <laughs> you know, kids, we uh, really can't afford to keep two dogs. Gee, I wonder which one gets to stay. Uh, 
Oh, oh isn't she pretty? So pretty? Hey, anybody want a paw? A paw? You know, a paw? Yeah. So now it's a battle of who's going to stay. The dog that is impressing everyone with these tricks or Buck, who could only give you his paw. Aww. <laughs> well, bless his heart, it's not his fault he can't do a somersault. <laughs> right, what dog can? Yeah, what dog can? This dog didn't do one. <laughs> this dog frames Buck, puts a CD, Eaton Slipper, Kelly's Bra, and Bud's Game Boy around him. And that way everybody's mad at Buck, and they want to get rid of him. Wasn't that cool to see a Game Boy and they actually said it by name? Yep. Yeah, that was cool. You had a Game Boy, right, Dan? Uh, I did. Yep. I was uh, I was big into those, yeah. Even even the newer versions are, like, wicked dope now. Wow. Yeah, I still have my original Game Boy, but believe it or not, it just stopped working. Oh, no. Yeah, I had fresh batteries in there and everything, and I went to turn it on. It, just, it worked up until this year. You know what you got to do? You got to blow in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why didn't you ask me? I could have a Game Boy. Do you have a Game Boy, Jamie? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure you could. You were there playing with your Barbies. Now be quiet. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Buck is left outside freezing. Kelly lets him in, goes to feed him. The doorbell rings, and that's the end of that train of thought. So he does not get fed once again. Uh, now, the most stereotypical German on Earth uh, is at the door. <laughs> Are you hungry, boy? Yeah, it's a holdover from a couple days ago. <laughs> is it possible God's a cat? Cherry cheesecake for Herr Bundy. <laughs> Well, I'm a Bundy and I'm hair. <laughs> Just a little bit of French humor. I'll take it. I'm Hans the chef. I wanted to deliver this myself so I might meet the man who loved my cheesecake so much. Well, I'm sorry, but you missed him. He would have loved to have met you. It's the corner. He hand delivers the cheesecake to... 9764 Jeopardy Lane. Yeah, he was almost just as, as excited was as Al was to, to meet him. Like they were so right. they were so excited to meet each other. And then that's why that makes the next joke with Al so much better. Too. Yeah, he chased him off his lawn with a hose. He sprayed him with a hose. He's talking about, yeah, lucky if he makes it to the corner. I was really hoping for a later hose and joke. Oh. To go along with the hose. I was like, you know, I don't know, I was uh I hit him with the later hose. Like, <laughs> or I was later hosing him. I don't know, but something. I just think they could have done something with that. It would have been funny. Good point. Uh, one of Dad's socks get free. Uh, I wish. It's Dad's cheesecake. I had to chase some sissy Mary in short pants off our front lawn. <laughs> was babbling at me, calling me hair. So I, I turned the hose on him. With the windshield factory, he shouldn't make it to the corner. I noticed a, a flaw in this moment right away. Did you guys notice what was wrong with him delivering this cheesecake? That it came in the box from the other place? 
Yes. Hans obviously doesn't work at Chuck's Cheese Bowl. <laughs> Clearly, as it was stated earlier. Right. He left years before, whatever. After working at different restaurants, he was back in Germany. Yet, when he gets to that house, he hands him a cheesecake and Chuck's Cheese Bowl box. He, he's going back to his roots. He knows what Al wants, you know? <laughs> he's catering to Al. He knows. I'll give him the original box, too. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's for nostalgic purposes. He knows. He's, the authenticity. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. He's catering to his fan. Singular. <laughs> so he went to Chuck's Cheese Ball, and he got a cheesecake, and then he dumped out the cheesecake, and he put the box on his head. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> well, throw back to last week's show. <laughs> he, he bought the cheesecake and dumped it out and then put his in. Because he couldn't have eaten it or just got a box. That's how things work in this uh, in the world of the Marrow Children podcast. Uh, and the whole joke is that, like, the owner, owner of the Italian restaurant is a Chinese guy and all this other stuff. So, uh, Jamie, what – who – could we talk about these guys for a second? Well, uh, let's see. Rodney Kagayama makes a brief appearance as a restaurant owner. He is – he's probably best known from – for uh, Gung Ho from 1986. He was also Eddie in Showdown in Little Tokyo. In addition to that, he had a role in the movie The Next Karate Kid with Pat Morita, who would then later appear in Married with Children, episode season 10 episode, Turning Japanese. Ah. Yeah, he was in Gung Ho, Quantum Leap, Pretty Woman, and Teen Wolf as the janitor. <laughs> hey, really? Now, what about this other guy who played the uh, chief? Oh, no, chef. <laughs> His name is Brian George. Yep. He's known for Batman, The Killing Joke, Hotel Transylvania, Ghost World, Horrible Bosses. Oh, so he does a lot of voice work. Yes. He was in the Weird Science TV show. <laughs> yeah, in Seinfeld, he was Babu and Babu Bot in uh, the finale in 98, the Visa in 93, and the Cafe in 91. Yep. Yeah, he was a pretty prominent character. Right. Okay, so... Like we said, Hans is uh, Court Falkenberg. He's known for Police Academy 6. If that's the first thing you're known for, we're going to have a lot of problems <laughs> we're here. We're off to a great start. <laughs> Combat, the TV show. Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. And Quantum Leap. Uh, luckily, he was only in one Married with Children, so we'll never have to see him again. <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. No offense. <laughs> What's that I smell? <laughs> it's here. I must open it and let it breathe. Yikes! <laughs> this is what memories are made of. I must fetch my cheese goggles. Now, you two may admire it, but don't touch it. This cheese means more to me than both your lives. <laughs> Well, once again, Dad is gone where no cartoon character has dared to go. Yeah, but he hasn't been this happy since Sharma started coming in an eight-pack. Oh, we better get out of here. Once Dad cuts into that cheese, neither of us will be able to have children. Oh, I didn't know you and your pillow were planning a family. Hey! Hey, look at that snowman in front of the Henderson house. <laughs> Looks 
like a guy in shorts giving our house the bird. <laughs> wonder how they did that. I uh, wish we could have seen that. That would have been a good visual, right? <laughs> right. It's time for no man to take a little break in the Jiggly Room. I'm the DJ, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. Woman makes you stupid when she show a little tail. I don't know why we need them. Oh, yeah. A coffin needs a nail. Hey, this is Aaron Duncan, and you are listening to the Married with Children podcast. There's nothing better for me than kicking back in the jiggly room with my friends Jamie, Dan, and Al while eating some weenie tots and looking at my favorite copy of Biggins. Can I get a whoa, Bundy? Nice nap. Gee, that bed was comfortable. Hey, you still here? (laughs) Yeah, but not for long. The big dumb Bundy went upstairs to get my leash. I think he's taking me to the pound. Oh, the pound isn't so bad. Somebody will take you home. I hear there's a big demand for nine-year-old dogs who couldn't sit if they had no front legs. <laughs> no doubt about it. It's you they love. They even got that cheesecake over there on the table for you. I was hoping you'd let me have a bite. Sort of a last meal. Hmm, I'll tell you what. You did me a big favor bringing me here, so I guess I can do you one. You can watch me eat it. (laughs) Buck tricks the dog into eating the cheesecake, which was a good idea. Then he barks to alert Al. When Al looks at the dog, you can see the wall from the point of view as if you're sitting on the Bundy couch, the wall in front of you, which is obviously the live audience. Right, right. But they put like that plywood kind of wall. (laughs) Right. Right, that's cool. I always like seeing different angles of shows or uh, th- that you know aren't there. Aren't there. Yeah, it's fascinating <laughs> it's to me. It's always so cool, yeah. And it's always so awkward with the bunnies because it feels so claustrophobic. Right, right. I don't know. There's a sense of openness because it is, I guess. Right. And the camera angle because you know that camera it has a distance when you're looking at everybody. So once you see that... The camera even extends beyond the wall that's actually supposedly there. It's so jarring and it's very claustrophobic to me right. to see that. Hmm. Hi, Daddy. So now what? Rub me, wash me, walk me, what? Daddy? Well, I've tried to track down Hans, but nobody seems to know where he is. Jeez, I'm starving. Nothing in this house to eat, not even dog food. If I had a gun and a thumb, you'd be dead. (laughs) Al begs uh, an Italian restaurant, that same one, for a meatball, the same way Buck was doing, and he was even on his hind legs. (laughs) (laughs) It's you, huh? Gee, sorry I didn't get a chance to say goodbye, but sound doesn't really travel well as high up as you got tossed. Yeah, I had it coming. Well, I'm here to apologize. I should have known you were smarter than me. After all, you're a male dog. (laughs) You got that right. (laughs) You know, I could have done those tricks, too. 
I just think they're demeaning. <laughs> I see that now. I can't stand that I hurt you. The only honorable thing to do is to end it all. If you think of me at all, know that I loved you just a little. Arrivederci, mon amour. Oh, wait. Come along with me. I'll sneak you in. I'll find you some food, too. But this time, as soon as you eat, I get some heat. You're the boss. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I'm the male dog. God, it's just a, a lesson that guys will never learn, whether you're a dog or a, a regular guy or whatever, you know? We're just so stupid. <laughs> so, B.B. King sings a song about how women make you stupid. Woman makes you stupid Every man's a hound She say I love's an ocean Then she pulls you in the drown Woman makes you stupid Always playing with your head Next time you be smiling Here's the day you wake up dead Woman makes you stupid When she show a little tail I don't know why we need them Oh yeah A coffin needs a nail <laughs> Oh, now uh, rounding it back around to B.B. King. I actually did some looking up and I couldn't find anything about Lu I swear I heard something about Lucille either being damaged or lost during the, the hurricane. I couldn't find that. However, I did find out that it was stolen in 2009 and some guy unknowingly bought it from a pawn shop in Las Vegas. And then later it was eventually returned to B.B. King. Wow. Oh, wow. Can you imagine that? No. That is cool. There was one time when B.B. King was was playing in a bar. The bar caught on fire and he ran outside, then realized that he had left his guitar inside. <laughs> so he ran back in to get his guitar, which, by the way, was a $30 guitar, It was which was a lot of money back then. But it was $30 Gibson guitar. He goes in, he gets his guitar, comes back out. Then he finds out the next day that the two guys who started the fire yeah. had been fighting over a woman that worked in the bar named Lucille. No. So he named no. his guitar and every subsequent guitar he ever used Lucille to remind him to never do stupid things like fight over a woman or run into a burning building. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Run into a burning building. <laughs> How's that for you? Awesome. <laughs> if you couldn't get enough of Buck in this episode, the last episode of the season is Buck the Stud. And just to get everybody excited, Buck the Dog has romantic designs on every bitch in the neighborhood. But Dash is... <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's in the pamphlet of the Sony release. That's classic. I wonder if it's said it in the TV guide. Yeah, I know. I wish. <laughs> but Dash's Peggy and Al's hopes of becoming wealthy breeders when he refuses to court a pampered pedigree. Well, that's later on down the season, but that's something to look forward to. So we'll be right back with the rating of this week's episode. 
No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. All right, time to rate this episode. Look who's barking. Dan, how many guitars are you going to save after running into a burning building out of five for this episode? <laughs> I would run in like four times just like Pee Wee did in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. When he took the snakes out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I really did like this episode. Um, and I know that you said earlier, you know, that I didn't before uh, when I first started watching the show. And I do I do see that kind of disconnect with Bu- uh, Buck's voice, and, and I get that. But I'm sorry, like Cheech Marin as a voice, I thought it was great. Um, a lot of the jokes were, were on point on this episode. I liked um, – like it was one of the funniest door slams. I thought hmm. it was just classic. Like, like it's just one of those sticks where it just keeps getting better. And now everybody knows that they're coming and you could feel the build up for that one. So I really like that. BB uh, King was a, was a great addition as always. Uh, this just felt like a, a big episode. Uh, I would give it uh, uh, four times. I'm running in. Yeah. Four times. I'm running into a burning building to save this episode. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Good to see that you turned around. Yep. Jamie, how many times are you running into a burning building to save Lucille out of five for this episode? Uh, well, I got to tell you, I'm apparently real dumb because uh, I'm going to run in five times. Um, wow. Yeah, I. this is an episode that I remember vividly from the first time I watched it when it originally aired. It's one of those that stuck with me, yeah. and I, I really don't know why. I have always considered it to be like a big episode, though. I think because B.B. King was there. I mean, it feels almost like a sweeps week episode. Mm. And yes, yes. For all I know, it it could have been. I don't know. But um, that's what it feels like to me, just because it feels like they were bringing out the big guns, you know. Right. And, um, right. Cheech Marin. Yeah, it's they pulled out some impressive names for this episode. So I honestly, I, I kind of bet it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. And for anyone who doesn't, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but if anyone out there doesn't know what Sweeps Week is, it was always um, <laughs> this period of time when TV shows would, they'd have this uh, episode where they would bring out, uh, like, they'd bring in big guest stars or big storylines or something huge to could, to draw people in mm-hmm. and because uh, it was kind of like a battle right. week, you know, for ratings. And... Um, and that's kind of what that feels like to me. It just, you know, like this was a big deal. Yep, I agree. I'm running into the building 3.5 times. At the last time I tried to get a guitar, it'll be too hot. 
and I'm going to run back out. <laughs> this is actually one of the only episodes I think my rating is higher than yours, Alex. I know. That's um, weird, right? Yeah, I got to say, I just didn't enjoy Buck's personality. What he was doing was fine. I just thought it was like, it's just not him to me. And uh, I just fell off. What I got to say, what really saved the episode is normally, you know, like a B plot. You know, Al's cheesecake, I just really loved his enthusiasm for that cheesecake. It was just really interesting to see. And I, I did like the little bit part with Marcy and Jefferson with the cheesecake. The Peggy thing is, is weird and her going on their honeymoon's weird. Her not returning and them returning is weird. Did anybody actually get the goggles portion? What, what were the goggles for? <laughs> was that supposed to, like, is that like an onion reference? Like you cry because of onions so the cheese is so bad he would tear up, I guess? Maybe something like that, right? <laughs> I don't know because this, I don't know why you'd have to eat uh, wear goggles when you're eating a cheesecake that smells bad <laughs> right. but like Jamie said cheesecake shouldn't smell bad right it's made with cream cheese and right and, which doesn't smell bad and oh maybe the cheesecake we're familiar with is not authentic or something I don't know I have never come across a smelly cheesecake <laughs> never and I love cheesecake just for the record it's my favorite thing I gotta say, the cherry cheesecake is my favorite thing. The one Al's eating is exactly the best one. I, I am not a fan of cheesecake. But... What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, Jamie? People like it so much they eat it plain. I, know, I can eat it in small too. doses. Like if, um, like the bakery where we get our cakes from, yeah. have these. Whenever we go to place an order for a cake or pick up an order for a cake or just happen to be driving by there's these <laughs> there are these uh, amazing cheesecake balls that they have but they're just like a, it's like a tablespoon's worth of cheesecake and then they're coated in chocolate and they're so good that much i can eat but like an actual slice of cheesecake can't do it and if you're thinking about donating to our patreon don't just send me a cheesecake i'll be just as happy <laughs> well, that comes out of your cut. <laughs> I cut then, I'll, then I'll cut the cheese. <laughs> wow. Cut to the chase. Cuts the cheese. <laughs> okay. Tune in next week as we review A Man's Castle. Peggy enrolls in an interior design course and chooses the Bundy home and Al's domain, the bathroom, as her first Project. Dun dun dun.